The Permian Basin is an abundant oil and gas producing area. Already one of the world's leading oil producing regions, the area in West Texas and Southeastern New Mexico could nearly double crude oil production by the year 2023. But who are the leaders behind this economic powerhouse? And what is their story? This is Permian Perspective. I'm your host, Krista Escamilla. Today's show is sponsored by Baker Hughes, who recently launched a new and reimagined Baker Hughes brand. As an energy technology company, they strive to make energy safer, cleaner, and more efficient for people and the planet. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm so happy to be spending this time with all of you. I'm sitting here this morning in Midland, Texas with Rhea Stone, and Rhea is the owner of Click On HR. Rhea, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to hear your story about your company and how it can help all of us here in the oil and gas business. So we'll get started in just a minute. But first, I want to thank everyone who has shared our podcast with friends and family and colleagues. We have listeners all over the world, and of course, right here in the basin. I really appreciate each and every one of you, so feel free to leave a nice positive review. We like those five-star reviews on iTunes, and feel free to share it with your friends and family. We appreciate you. Okay, Rhea, tell us a little bit about yourself and Click on HR, how it came to be. Great. A little bit about myself. I was born and raised in Singapore, and I've been in Midland. I moved here about six months ago, and in the last 10 years, I've been going back and forth between Houston and Midland, so I'm excited to be here yes, as a broad welcome. resident of Midland, Texas. Thank you. Yeah, we're so excited. excited. We love it when people come to town and, yeah. and, and want to stay. That's, yep. always, that's, that's always a bonus. Yep, and people here in Midland are so warm and friendly since I, I've moved out here and just been really helpful in getting me assimilated and settled, and so I'm excited. Great. Yeah. So what's your background? What, what did you go to school for? Tell us how you got into this business because and I'll let you explain more what the business is, but you provide HR services concierge style for oil and gas companies. Yeah, absolutely. So we started out a couple of years ago. It's going to be a couple of years here in the next few weeks. We're Yay! excited about it. Yeah, Happy it's so birthday. great. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to do a little cake for it, probably. Yes, <laughs> of like course. Lots of candles. You always celebrate. <laughs> yeah, celebrate the big, you know, milestones for sure. Absolutely. So I've been in HR for the last fourteen to fifteen years. I absolutely enjoy working with people, just because you know it's the one, you know, product or type of you know where you every person is so different and unique that every mm -hmm. problem solving issue or approach is different. And just the fact that you never have a straightforward solution in working with people is why probably HR keeps me engaged. Mm -hmm. And I'm just really excited to be in it. And I've been in it for the last 14, 15 years. And I want to see what more success stories that we have in working with companies and people out here. Fantastic. So yeah. you saw a need then for this concierge style service. Explain how it works. Yep. So we are a full service HR audit and compliance firm where we pretty much do outsource services as well, you know, human resources services. The concierge style is where a lot of companies out here who are in different growth patterns usually may may only need seasonal HR services, such mm. as right when it's open enrollment season or right as they're looking to launch a new 401k plan, or if they're looking to buy a different company and not sure what kind of liabilities they're buying, whether they're buying people or, you know, companies with employees who may not be correctly classified as exempt versus non-exempt. And at that point, you're buying a liability. So a lot of times we come in to do on-demand services where when there's a need, we're able to offer up our services temporarily. Okay. And the good thing about us is that we own the project. So we pretty much, you know, do turnkey solutions and we started out, make sure that we deliver the end of the project and we check in with the stakeholders during the course of the project as well. 
So a lot of clients out here use us just on a seasonal basis, or they'll outsource their entire HR services to us, where they may not need a full-time HR person, but they do need some ongoing help on a weekly basis. And that's what I loved about it. I found out when I was looking on your website that you have different needs for what different companies may be looking for. Maybe they just need help with policies and forms or maybe they need exit termination mm-hmm. records. Let's talk a little bit about some of those services and how they can help oil and gas companies. Yeah, absolutely. When an employee comes into their first day on the job, that pretty much sets a tone and impression for how their rest of the employment of the company is going to go through for them. You know, are they do they have access to the right type of support, like making sure they're clocking in correctly, making sure their benefits are signed up correctly? How has the welcome experience been so far? So a lot of the onboarding experience really sets the tone for their comfort level and really improves retention for a lot of employers out here. So if they set it up correctly from the get-go, then they're more likely to reduce turnover in the long run. So the onboarding, offboarding, and the performance management are some of the key areas that we focus on for a lot of our clients out here, Mm -hmm. because that's where you may have somebody in the back office running certain things like setting up the pre-employment checks, but when it comes to day one, we'll be able to help with the employee handholding and making sure they get assimilated, acclimated, and settled into their new role. And how does that work? Is it all done through computer, through email? How does that work when you do have an HR person that's maybe not in your office? Yeah, that's actually a great question. So we actually service nationwide and we also do some work in Mexico and Canada at the moment. Oh, wow. So depending on the client and what their scope is, a lot of times their onboarding experience can be one where we can just do, you know, on a Uber conference or Zoom or even just, you know, Teams, which is what we use internally to communicate with all of the employees or internal meetings. So we'll be able to help onboard them even just with a welcome video and then be able to engage them by saying, hey, let's update your LinkedIn post to say, welcome to your first day. Let's update your LinkedIn profile with your new company name. And we can do a lot of our work remote at this at, the, at this point in time. Now, that also means that in the front end of things, we have to set up things correctly. So that includes the onboarding paperwork for the client, making sure that we're in compliance for all their policies, procedures, and their checks and balances. So that includes everything from your fleet policy, or if you have a disclosure for, you know, anti-nepotism that they're, you know, making sure that they're disclosing all conflicts of interest and things like that. So getting Mm -hmm. to know your client is key and making sure we get them in compliance by giving them or, you know, setting up the paperwork and then going, going forward with the follow through by onboarding the employee correctly, remote or in person is what we do here. The reason we have a Midland office or location out here is because a lot of our clients here do require that in person warm, Mm -hmm. fuzzy touch, which is why we're able to onboard for a lot of our clients here in person compared to, you know, remote onboarding for some of the other locations that we might have. Fantastic. How small is too small of a company? What is, because just hearing you talk a little bit about it, I think I'm a prime candidate here at Rig ID Workwear. We're going into our fifth year. We'll be celebrating a fifth year coming up in April. Thank you. And we don't have an HR person that's here full time. And so a lot of us are just kind of handling those things amongst ourselves. Why would it be important for, say, a company like, like mine to have your services? Yeah, great question. Yeah, I think you start out with what size is too small or too yes, big. Yes. I really think that there's no you know, our, our model is such where we are able to service any company from three employees and up all the way up to 5,000 employees typically, but the scope will change depending on the company size itself. So as an example, a lot of companies who start out offices here, they may not even know how to do the right workers' comp class code setup or 
making sure that their unemployment account is set up correctly, or, you know, whether we should pay city taxes or state taxes on top of federal income tax that the deduction should be coming at? Or is your QuickBooks online payroll system even set up correctly to remit the 940s to the Texas Workforce Solutions or whatever it might be at the end of the quarter? So if you're starting out, then at one to two employee stage, that's a perfect time to utilize us for all of the above and setting up your policies and procedures. Mm -hmm. Up to 500 employees, it's a great model to outsource your HR because sometimes you may not need a full HR person in each location or Mm -hmm. each facility that you might have. That's a great point because a lot of the companies out here, especially the larger companies, have so many locations Mm -hmm. throughout the Permian that I didn't even think about that. This would be a perfect ideal fit for a company like that. Yeah. Some of our best clients here are not even here from the States. As I mentioned, we work with a few different Canadian companies. So when they set up shop here in Stanton or Monaghan's, they can set up a yard here. Our team will go in and do the onboarding for them and the offboarding for them, making sure that we get them set up correctly in payroll, drug test them, make sure they're set up in DISA for their quarterly random drug testing program to be in compliance with their MSAs. So I think the company size, it can vary, but the services will vary depending on the company size itself. So Rigidi here would be a great you know fit if depending on what your 2020 goals are, if you're looking to set up a new benefits plan for 2020, but you're not sure where to start, or should I do a profit sharing versus a 401k plan? So you do that too? Absolutely. We'll wow. be able to help with the analysis as to what makes sense best for your company. So that's why our service services, service offerings will change depending on the size of the company, Mm -hmm. the type of management, getting to know your CEOs and CFOs are really important, making sure that their vision for that year matches with what you're executing for them on the HR and compliance side. Anything above five to 5,000 employees, I would say the project scope will change in different ways. So for example, if you're moving from one payroll platform to another, or you're implementing SAP or Oracle, and you don't know how to implement the human capital management modules or the payroll modules. So those are some of the ERP implementation work that we also do at Click on HR. So the scope will change because it depends on how much horsepower the HR department within the company itself has, mm-hmm. whether they're wanting to take on a project or outsource that project. So you can outsource the services or the project or any miscellaneous help during the course of you know the year. Wow, that is yep. fantastic. What about insurance? Do you cover insurance in, in there as well? Yeah. So if, we were, if you're shopping for workers' comp or employment practice liability insurance, health insurance plans, which is, a you know, I mentioned open enrollment earlier, that actually keeps us pretty busy because a lot of companies may not have the bandwidth to even execute and collect everybody's forms back, make sure that the carriers are notified, the file feeds, et cetera. So we take care of a lot, a lot of that. But if you're talking about shopping for health insurance rates, benefits coordination, we handle a lot of that for our clients as well. So we'll be from the get-go from identifying a health benefits broker, making sure that we identify the type of plans that make sense for the company, whether it's a high deductible plan or you know you want a critical illness piece added to it. Should we do a FSA or a HSA? What makes sense for the company? So that's where we'll be able to help advise because your broker can give you all the mm-hmm. technical details. But from an HR perspective, you have to figure out what makes sense financially for the company mm-hmm. and for the employees. Right. You know, if you're in a awful company, you're, you know, should you focus more on short-term disability versus long-term disability? And if you're an IT company, that may not be something that's in the forefront of your mind, but it could be a flexible spendings account at that point. So getting to know the, you know, region where the company's located at, the culture of the company and what their direction is, is key in how we alter or modify our services. Wow, fantastic. That really is. There's so many issues, I think, that people don't even realize in HR, and especially when you're first starting out a company. And as you know, here in the basin, we have so many new companies that pop up daily. And then, of course, depending on oil and the highs and the lows, how do you see 
click on HR helping oil and gas companies with that, with the highs and lows. And particularly what I was thinking was recruiting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We do a lot of recruiting for existing clientele. Mm -hmm. By proxy, a lot of times when they build a relationship with us on the HR and compliance piece, automatically the next question is, I also have this issue. I know you're tackling turnover for us. Would you mind helping us with recruiting? So for our current clientele, if we get to know them well enough and they're interested in outsourcing that service to us, we help out. On the recruiting front, there's a couple of different options. Either we can completely take over the recruiting piece all nationwide and make sure that we staff off the project for you. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a recruiter in-house, but you still need help from scanning resumes, setting up interviews, you can also outsource that piece to us. So it can be a recruiting admin piece or fully outsourced recruiting piece that we can also help with. In regards to companies that go, you know, through waves here, you're absolutely right. We've been with some of our clients for a while now mm-hmm. where we've seen the you know highs and lows and everything else. So in the highs, we want to make sure that recruiting strategy is set up correctly, mm-hmm. onboarding is set up correctly, because the turnover here can be really high if that is not managed from the get-go. Right. So that includes employee experience of the onboarding, making sure that we're hearing them out. If we're not getting the feedback from the employees and translating that to the, the supervisors or CEOs, then there's not much we can do there, right? So we right. want to make sure we get all that. As far as lows go, a lot of companies also are not sure how to handle the exit process. Mm-hmm. So we are able to assist with recommending furlough options or layoffs, making sure that we run the adverse impact for them, making sure they're not you know, terminating or laying off somebody that could get them in hot water or if they've opened up a claim recently, but they're not aware how to handle it. So those are all the highs and lows that we can help with a lot of our clients here. And we've done that here quite effectively. And making sure that we understand that cutting payroll is not the best way to always get to your end goal of cost savings, right? Mm -hmm. So advising our clients of that and making sure that they understand that getting rid of people is not the best solution if you're going to turn around and rehire them back in six weeks. That furlough might be a better option at that point. And is this you know, person in this role, the most critical person that, you know, you need to retain or let go? Or how can you really reorganize after you let them go? So we help with the reorganization as well upon, you know, after layoffs or during furloughs, making sure we manage their benefits and things like that too. That's a great point because that happens all the time Mm -hmm. here where they'll get laid off and two weeks later, Mm -hmm. they're back on the same company. And there's a different way you're saying that you can handle that HR wise. Absolutely. There's tons of options. You can do partial furlough, a full furlough. You can just do a temporary layoff and then you coordinate it with the Texas Workforce Solution. So that way you also have some state funding to help you during mm-hmm. the course of the time. So tons of options. But I think most importantly is learning your client and making sure that we don't have knee-jerk reactions because it's always easy to see a PL and go, okay, done. We're going to fire you know this many people. Right. But is it really going to get to your end goal? Because by the time you get them off your payroll, guess what? The work's already picked up next quarter. So mm-hmm. really being able to look at that and advise your client is what we specialize in, which is why we focus on human capital management a lot. Wonderful. Yep. Let's talk about the number one question that people come to you and ask. What is the first thing right you know, right off the bat? And they, they think, you know, maybe you can help us. What is that first question they ask? The first question they really ask is, how will you be able to add value if I've already got an HR person in place? Oh, that is a good question. Because yep. not everyone is a small company and maybe they already have that person there. Yep. Or even if it's a small company, they have somebody who's a bookkeeper or office assistant who's doing the HR. So in their mind, payroll, admin all runs together. Mm-hmm. So that person is their you know, de facto HR mm-hmm. person. And they, they'll ask, how will you be able to provide value? Okay. Yeah. So we've mentioned, just to kind of recap, we mentioned like you can do HR, new hire packets, also 
unemployment claims handbook. Let's talk about handbook because Mm -hmm. I think that's an important tool that a lot of people maybe don't, that's kind of always put on the back burner Mm -hmm. because they're really just trying to, you know, first of all, get a product, get it out in the, to the marketplace, get a team to do that. It almost seems like the handbook is the last thing you do. Yeah. Why is that an important part of the business? As the companies change and evolve, it's really important that your policies change and evolve for a couple of different reasons. One for federal regulations, because that's always changing. So if your minimum wage is changing, your drug testing laws and regulations are changing, your disclosures laws are changing, then you want to make sure you're up to date and changing it on the operational side behind the business and also effectively communicating on the employee handbook. Mm -hmm. So from a compliance perspective, yes, definitely update that. On an ongoing business management perspective, you want to make sure that those policies are communicated effectively to the employees. If not, there's no way to performance manage them. So if you want to stay steady, stagnant, keep them where they are. But if you really are thinking about growing your business or looking forward to, you know, bigger, your, your, you know, bigger, shinier horizons, then you want to make sure that you keep up with the current issues that we have in the employment population, figuring out how to best address them, and then rolling out the policies to effectively manage the, both the business and the people at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of a, the big reason why we need to be looking at them. I mean, there's no way you can manage an employee effectively if you're not telling them, these are standard work hours or right. hey, please don't be smoking on the premises. Or if you're running late, here's what you need to be doing. And if it's not clearly communicated, then there's no way to problem solve at that point. It becomes muddier. And you can help that small company say they have no handbook, no no rules in place. You can help get them started on that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. You're so smart, Rhea. How did, <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening to you. I'm like, how did you learn all of this about compliance and workforce? And what was it that you loved about HR that made you want to start this company? Because I just, hearing you talk about it, I can tell you're just so passionate about it and love it so much. What was it that made you start want to start it? I think it was just that I wanted to do a different business model in which I we were able to grow and learn every single platform that's out there for whether it's a payroll platform or an HR module or an ERP system. So I think it was just more the desire to learn more. Mm-hmm. But what really drives that passion is I started out in my career in recruiting mm-hmm. and right as, as my passion for recruiting was taking off, we had the recession, you know, in 2008, 2007. And I just remember the the feeling of being able to recruit somebody and your client being happy with them and the employee being so happy was the most fulfilling thing, especially in a downturn. And that's really where my passion comes into play is being able to effectively problem solve and help someone at the same time. But doing a good job where your C-suite is also happy with what you're executing for them. Because a happy workforce means it's a productive workforce. That means more money for the company, more money in the employee's pockets. So it's a win-win in my mind where I'm able right. to make an impact. And I think that's what drives me to want to learn more and just keep you know, staying in HR and compliance. I'm so proud of you. This is just Thank such you. a great concept. And I just love this business model that you've, you've formed. Tell me, because as you know, it's tough keeping employees here in the Permian Basin, yep. right? Because depending on what aspect of the oil and gas business you're in, mm-hmm. maybe you're not, and we all say, no matter what, you're directly, everybody in the mm-hmm. Permian is directly related somehow to the oil and gas, even if you're like one of our podcasters that we had on the owner of Jumburito, mm-hmm. if you, even if you're selling Jumburitos to the people that fuel the world, <laughs> you're directly tied to the oil and gas industry. And of course, there's a little bit more money to be made maybe in oil and gas compared to, say, restaurants and hotels. And so what advice would you give to a business owner on keeping your employees happy and and retention? Listening to them. 
if you haven't had any time this year to set it, you know, just make some time to get the feedback from them. And you can do it either in whichever format you like, whether it's one-on-one, getting that feedback, asking the right questions. So if you were the business owner for the day, what changes would you be making in this business? And if you're not brave enough to ask your employees that, then there's no way you're getting the constructive feedback. Mm -hmm. Or whether it's a survey, monkey survey, you know, that you're sending out to all your employees to collectively gather the feedback. Whatever that information gathering or feedback gathering session is, it's time to look at that and get that feedback and then then come up with a strategy on how to get that feedback done. So as a recent example for one of our clients, we had to pretty much, you know, ask the employees, do you want a cut in your your rates for health benefits payment plan next year? Or do you want a bonus structure next year? Or would you like more time off next year? And that was just based on some of the feedback that they'd been getting from their weekly management meetings. So when mm-hmm. you put that survey out there, the employees felt engaged enough they answered it. And next year, they want to actually implement a bonus program. So that's become the top of their priority now. So being able to get that feedback from employees, where they feel valued and part of a community is how we're going to best retain our our employees end of the day. So I would recommend that business owners take some time to get that feedback from employees and let them feel like they have a say so in the decision. And that's how they're going to be committed in 2020. Mm -hmm. And the following year, that's big for retention here. I love that because yes, we're starting a new year and this is a great time to really be thinking about some of your policies in place as a business Mm -hmm. owner or as a team leader or as a manager to really make everyone, because I think when you start the new year, everyone kind of is like, yes, yeah, here we go. And then two weeks in, it's like, uh, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So you want to keep that energy going the entire year. And that's a great way to do it is to really involve your employees, or I like to call them team members, Mm -hmm. team members, because if they're feeling like they're being heard, then they're going to be happier in the workplace. And that's, that's what I strive for is I want everyone to be happy. I mean, peace, love, and happiness is one of my mottos. So I'm like, I just want to see happy people. And I think that's a great way to do that. I love that that you just suggested. going to include people in the decision making, they're going to want to stay on and see how that evolves, right? And Mm -hmm. so you only start looking when you don't feel like you're part of a community or a team Mm -hmm. and you just want to see what else is out there. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you some personal questions because I always love to hear who people are listening to and what they're feeding themselves. So do you have a favorite book or podcast that you listen to? I think there's a few right now that's their favorite book. I think there's also several that I, I could list, but you know, one of my favorites was a book by Herman Haas Siddhartha that I read years ago. And it's interesting because every 10 years I pick up the book and reread it and I almost I like see that. it from a different perspective mm-hmm. and I learned so much more. So that's probably the one book that comes to my mind, even though it's a fiction by a great author. So I really like that. I love that idea yeah. too of rereading every 10 years because you're right. You pick up a book at a different time in your life. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, does it have a whole new meaning to it. Yeah, absolutely. It being able to relate to the main characters and go, oh wow, I didn't think about that. So that's one of my favorite books. What yeah. about a favorite quote? Do you have a favorite quote? Don't I nothing comes to mind, but I know there's a couple of things that I think about when I wake up in the morning where I know it's just a go, go, go day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you do and that? Because we we all often feel that way. I my my thing is I lay there and say, okay, five things that I'm grateful for. And then Five, four, three, two, one, go. I don't know yep. if you've heard of Mel Robbins. She says that. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one, go. So what is it that you do? So I like to remind myself of this quote from an old mentor that I heard. I'm not sure where it originated from, but the quote is something along the lines of, you know, if you're not feeling always a little bit out of control, you're not driving fast enough. Mm-hmm. And so if I ever get to a quiet point, which is very rare, like even for <laughs> two minutes, I just go, huh, maybe I'm not driving fast enough. So I'm definitely one of those personalities where I love to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to try for a better version of me every day. 
and better version of my work every day. So I think that that quote pretty much is what I think about when I go, okay, we're not going fast enough. Let's let's turn this up a notch, you know? Right. I love that. Yeah. Love that. So we focused a lot on what your business does. I want to ask you a question now about you personally. If you had a piece of advice to give someone, because as a business owner, you know, there's, there's a lot of, as you know, a lot of highs mm-hmm. and lows of, of being a business owner. What advice would you give to someone that is maybe on a similar journey as you? I don't really have any business advice, but maybe on, a, on, on the personal side, I I would say just be brave and don't let anything scare you off and be true to yourself. And that also means being transparent with yourself and your clients. I mm-hmm. think that what's made us our business grow or me take a positive, you know, leap in this journey is or a forward leap in this journey is making sure that we're always always just true to ourselves. So I yes. think just being brave and be true to yourself and to your clients is just how we've kind of grown. Great advice. Great advice. Let's end with, I always ask this question because I always feel like I hope that they got out what they wanted to say. So when you knew that you're coming in for this podcast, is there anything that maybe we haven't talked about yet that you really wanted to focus on and let the listeners know about Click on HR and make sure that they understand fully what your business does? Yeah, I think one thing that we haven't talked about yet is our company or our business model is such that we do a lot of ad hoc work. So that means that even if you have your your set and steady, when that one question comes up or you have that first complaint call or a sexual harassment case or anything, we are always able to help you with any of that. Just We're just a phone call or a click away. And mm-hmm. I say that because most companies usually will go, no, I think we're set. But what you always need is a security blanket. Mm-hmm. And we're that security blanket for them where sometimes, okay, this is beyond my capabilities. Mm-hmm. Who do I call? And that's where we are able to help out. And that's proven really effective for our clients. So I just want to say that it doesn't have to be true. I have an HR project. It can be the craziest thing that comes to your mind going, this is something I can't handle. What can I do? Who can I call? They can call you. Yep, absolutely. Well, where can they find you? (laughs) We are actually based here in Midland, Texas at 705 West Wadley. So we're pretty close to downtown. And you can also visit our website at www.clickonhr.com. We also have an HR hotline that's 24-7. And that works out well for a lot of our international clients or even employees who can call in and we're able to assist them. And that line is one eight three three click hr So it's C-L-I-C-K-H-R, one eight three three C-L-I-C-K-H-R. And of course, you're on LinkedIn yep. and you're on all those social media platforms. They can always find you yes. there. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. I'm just so excited and happy for you. I think this is just such a necessity in today's world to have services like you. We didn't even get to talk cost. I just thought about that. What are the price ranges real quick before we let you go? Yeah, it <laughs> completely varies. So if okay. you're only calling us just for an hour's worth of help, it's literally you know 65 to 75 an hour, depending on what the type of service that you might need. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much for the rate for our HR generalist or an HR assistant. So anything beyond that, we can just bill by the hour or we can completely do a project cost based on the statement of work and the scope itself. So we're very flexible in the pricing, the accessibility. There's not a minimum retainer either. Wonderful. Rhea Stone, the owner of Click on HR. It is such a pleasure to meet you. And I'm just so excited for you and your growing company. Thank you. It is wonderful. And wish you much success. Continued success. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Well, it's now time to announce today's community MVP. And today's community MVP is Safe Place of the Permian Basin. Now, Safe Place began in 1978 when a group of concerned citizens came together to provide help and shelter to victims of domestic violence living in and around Midland. 
Today, Safe Place operates the residential shelter and full-time advocacy and counseling services in Midland and a full-time advocacy and counseling office in Odessa. Safe Place serves over 15 counties here in the Permian. Now, the mission of Safe Place is to break the cycle of family violence by empowering individuals to make safe and healthy choices through awareness, counseling, advocacy, and shelter while promoting hope, healing, and dignity. For more information on this wonderful program that is helping so many people here in the Permian, you can volunteer or donate by going to safeplacenow.com. You can call them at this number, 432-570-1465. And if you need help, there is a 24-hour hotline number. That number is 432-570-1465. Well, that's it. A special thank you again to Baker Hughes for sponsoring Permian Perspective. We appreciate all of you sharing your time with us and listening and sharing with your friends and family, right? You did that, right? You went and clicked share. Okay, just checking. Okay, thank you so much for doing that. We, of course, appreciate each and every one of you for listening. And this concludes this episode of Permian Perspective, the story behind the oil and gas leaders in the Permian Basin. Remember my life mottos, dream big, believe in yourself, and never give up. You make it a great day. Hey, everybody. Alex here with the events on deck for January 2020. First of all, Happy New Year. We have a couple of great events coming up to kick off 2020 with y'all. The first one will be a Houston happy hour taking place on January 16th at the Cannon from 6 to 9 p.m. This event will be all about artificial intelligence for oil and gas. Reality, not hype. The event will feature a panel discussion and include drinks and snacks. Be sure to get your tickets. You can find our Eventbrite link on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook, or in our Modal Point newsletter every month. The next happy hour we're having is our Denver happy hour on January 30th from 4 to 6 p.m. at Liberty Oil Field Services. This event will have a panel of GEOs and feature a live recording of the Crude Audacity podcast. So it'll be super cool. Be sure to join us. Also get your tickets once again from the links posted in our Modal Point newsletter or on Oil & Gas Global Networks, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. We also will be having a Pittsburgh happy hour sometime in February with the date coming soon. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Other events on deck include the Houston API Energy General Meeting on January 14th. Guest speaker Eric Switzer, VP Global Services of Baker Hughes, will be discussing accelerating transformation in oil and gas. The 2020 Industrial Market Outlook and Networking event will be on January 23rd in Houston, and they will be discussing the latest trends that will impact project spending in North America, including the Gulf Coast region, over the next 12 to 24 months. Lastly, the Wildcatters Ball will be held on February 7th, 2020 in Houston. This ball is the primary oil and natural gas industry fundraising event for the IPAA Educational Foundation. The proceeds will go toward funding the foundation's energy education programs. That's all for this month. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and check in next month for the events on deck for February. Tune in next week for another episode of Permian Perspective, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at www.oggn.com.